Hey, 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 everybody. This is Dana Seymour, your podcast editor. And what a week we are coming off of. Thank you so much to everybody who donated for our Rev on the Air event last week. We had so much fun and there was so much goodness and we couldn't have done it without you. With that being said, we're also just coming off of our week of Rim to Him hikes and we have just opened up our registration for our brand new Rev Wild Adventure hikes. These hikes are similar to the Rim to Him fundraising hike, but a little bit more intimate with only 13 to 15 hikers for each location. You'll receive six weeks of training and coaching that will prepare you for these incredible one-day adventures and we've planned four different hikes across the country to make them more accessible to you locations for these hikes include oregon south dakota colorado and tennessee and each of these hikes will take place on the same weekend may 5th to the 7th of 2022 and if you guys have not done one of our hikes yet with us through the grand canyon you have to sign up for these. There is no better way for the Lord to meet you when you are walking through his creation. He meets you every single time. He meets every single hiker in that canyon and everybody comes out a different person. They are changed and it is just beautiful to see what the Lord does. So we can't wait to have you guys join us on these hikes. And there's no better way than to come together as a community across the country and hike together. Go to the show notes and find the link and sign up today. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get started with another Revving the Word. This week is part four of Kingdom Citizenship. Elisa has another great teaching for you guys. So buckle up, get your shoes on, go for a walk, get on a bike, whatever it is, and enjoy the show. We'll see you next time. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, tall posture. Draw your shoulders back, lift your head, widen your heart. Take some big breath. Tell your body that your spirit leads this time and all the time. Take agency, take authority in your body, in your mind in your soul, and in your heart. So we are on part four. This is our final. I don't know if it could ever be over of talking about the kingdom of God. And it's a kingdom that you now belong to. Right? It's a little review of our first part. Part one, we just looked at what is the kingdom? What is the kingdom of God? And how often Jesus talks of it and it's in the Bible. And remember, the whole point is you now belong to this kingdom. This is such an important teaching, you guys. I hope that you don't forget this because this isn't something that you will need to brush up on now and then. It's a reality. This is who you are as a child of God. The kingdom is a reality. The unseen kingdom of God wants to make itself seen here on earth through you, through me. This is why it feels so important. Why are we training? 
what are we doing here? I am not here to whittle down your thighs. I'm just not. If that's what you want, we're gonna frustrate each other. But if you are here to transform, remember the biggest loser? And like those big transformation shows in the 90s? Why do you think you loved them so much? Or you were so interested in them? Or they were so popular for so long? Because it's what we want. Just make sure it's for the right thing and the right one. So part two, we pressed into who is our king? What is the kingdom of God? Why does it matter? Who is our king? And that is why we show up here. There is a king. His name is Jesus. And he won back the keys from sin, death, and hell. Come on, bow your heart right now to that truth. Otherwise you will make yourself king or queen. All right, so then part two, we just looked at our king. Fall in love with the king. Focus on him. He knows the plans he has for you and it, they are plans for your welfare, for prospering. He's good. So what does that mean for us? Part three, that we belong to Christ's kingdom. You belong there. It's not a come and go. It's not a drive through. You belong. It's from heaven to earth now. Your citizenship. You always come back home. You are a citizen of this kingdom, no longer of this world. And that's why we've been pressing into that verse where Jesus says, if my kingdom was of this world, my disciples would be fighting to keep me from being right here, right now. But it's not the kingdom from which we belong, but we are going to. So, final teaching today. Fourth part that feels really important about the kingdom of God and something you need to know. That if you're gonna belong to this kingdom, expect to be misunderstood. Oh, that's a hard one. We want to be understood. We want it to feel good. Come on. You can't have your feet in both worlds trying to belong. You belong in the kingdom. And if you belong in the kingdom, you are a citizen of the kingdom, expect to be misunderstood. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here today to help us. We hope you're already here with us, that we've never left you. Because we need your comfort. You know our pain. You know our pain. You know our discomfort. And I know 
the joy you bring when we suffer for Christ's sake. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. John 15.18 If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. Matthew 5.10 Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. I need to breathe. <laughs> I want you to breathe today. When it feels difficult, breathe. The moment will pass. It's just a moment. Suffering can't be avoided. Did you guys know the underground church, the church where people die to go to church, because they are so oppressed, they are so blessed in their poverty of spirit that they receive Christ and this knowledge of his kingdom with great joy, knowing they will suffer. Do we understand that our resistance to suffering in our blessings, in our rights, they have made us hard-hearted. We're religious. Our ears are stuffed up. We don't want to hurt. We don't want to have any discomfort. We learned in last part three, please go listen to part three, about why we so easily attach ourselves to this world. That dopamine response. The fact that you're wired for pleasure. The complete opposite of pleasure is pain. And unless we get an understanding of pain right, we will not. We won't see transformation on the earth. Come on. Yeah, this is why James says, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters. When you encounter trials of many kinds, it's producing something in you. If you're going to belong to this kingdom, you're going to be misunderstood. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be hated. Now listen to me. It sounds so weird. This is why people then go, forget it, I'm out. You know, last night, I was watching some something on the news, and it was Jane Fonda. Yeah, come on. She's like a godmother for me, a grandmother of aerobics. And she was straight up, she's 80 years old now. 
what if she believed in Jesus Christ? It was shocking. The guy didn't just say, do you have a faith? He said, do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> and oh, <clears throat> y'all know my spirit started contending for her. Come on, Jane. Come on, Jane. I want to do some grapevines in heaven with you, Jane. You're amazing, Jane. You're a good idea, Jane. You're 80. Come on. And she was saying how she is dealing with her death every day. She actually thinks about it every day. And that she thinks it's good to think about it. And so when asked about Jesus, she got real quiet. And I could tell she didn't know what to say. But she made it evident that she has done her research, that she believed in Jesus as a man that he came, but that she isn't fully there yet. Everyone, let's pray for Jane Wanda right now. <laughs> Tip your hat, take your hat off, bow your head. Come on, you wouldn't be here if God didn't turn her on like a light switch. use her good design to move these bodies and you guys she even said that she went to a seminary school in Atlanta with it was an, she was the only white woman in an all-black seminary because she was ready to figure out this Jesus Christ thing and she said it's so shocking in the end she couldn't get there can I propose? It is hard for the rich man, the blessed woman, to enter the kingdom of heaven. More difficult than a, putting a camel to the eye of a needle. She probably, I don't know, I'm just gonna assume, is suffering. Couldn't get there because of the suffering I'm just assuming, so don't hold me to it. But it's a popular one. And it's an understandable one. If you have the wrong philosophy or theology of suffering. My brother, my sister, are you trying to avoid it? What are you afraid of? It's the very fuel for the spirit. When you are weak, when you don't understand, that is the time to humble yourself. He'll lift you up. Jane Fonda has gone in with her head and it hasn't reached her heart yet. Start with your heart, the faith of a child. Before you knew or saw or understood suffering, you trusted, you trusted the world around you. You trusted those in authority over you. And then you were taught you cannot trust. You were taught 
the need to be quiet and perfect. And that's just part of being here in a fallen world. We try to avoid pain. We don't know how to, we don't know how to teach it. This is why moms and dads, take your children and be real good. When they, when they do what they shouldn't do and you have to discipline them. First, you gotta get healthy with yourself. I am here as a woman who can tell you, when my child would cry, it would burn something inside of me. Not healthy. It was hard for me. Even today, if I'm in public anywhere and I hear a baby cry, it's not as bad. But there's something in me that wants to go, what's wrong? Like have a big response. <laughs> yeah. And take that with no Jesus, you can do some damage. Suffering. We need a good practice for suffering. What does that look like, Elisa? Well, when suffering happens, when someone's hurting, they don't need to be isolated. They need empathy and compassion. Even when a child is acting bratty, they need compassion and empathy. Do they need discipline? Yes. They can go to time out, have a minute to collect themselves, to reflect, but sending them with a shout or in fear that they take that with them. And then the, the goal should be to bring them back into the flock. Bring them back in. I heard someone once say that when the child comes back, one there, you want to be just so glad. Oh, I'm so glad you're back. I missed you. Right? Because they suffered apart from you for that two minutes or whatever it was. They suffered. You might have gotten a moment of relief, but they felt suffering, shame, isolation, anger, fear. So when they return back, be sure to go get them. Don't leave them there. Welcome them back. Love the hell out of them. And then ask them, what did you learn? Teach, teach us all so we can know. Anything? <laughs> right? Because even in the Bible, Paul talks about putting the sinner, the person that refuses to repent, refuses to get in line, go ahead and push them out. Why? So that they would come back. Right? And a lot of people go, well, that's just mean. Don't push them out. Well, with the right heart and intention, the whole intention is to bring them back. Let the trial do a good work. Be voting, praying. God, right now as my child suffers, be with them. Speak to them. Teach them about your kingdom and your ways. Pray. Pray without ceasing. 
1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. That's a verse for the day. Or I love it because it's three words. Pray without ceasing. So we got to have a good philosophy, theology, practice around suffering. By the way, your movement today is whatever you want. We're just moving. We're just breathing. Scan your environment. Look around. Lift the corners of your mouth. You have a good <laughs> practice of suffering. Because what you're doing right now, it's not coming easy. But it's producing something in you. all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Meaning others will not be very comfortable with you. You're not going to get the popular seat at the table. You're not going to be well liked or wanted or welcomed all the time but look around this is why community matters it's the other thing i'm like i wonder if jane vonda found some good community people that that's hard especially for people that are very famous they start to feel very isolated in their fame People that are very blessed. Leaders. This weird thing happens with leaders. They start to feel very lonely. Their promotion. And their promotion tends to be a separation. And people aren't as, they don't feel as free with them. See, and that's why would Jesus feel free? Feel free with this king. Talk to him all the time. Don't assume things of him. Oh, he's too busy for me. Oh, he doesn't care about this. I just need to keep my head down, shut up, stop complaining, be a good Christian. What? He's the king. And you are, have access to him as his child. 24-7, 365. So although you might be misunderstood by the world, he says, come home. Come home where the kingdom welcomes you because you belong here. You will be misunderstood. What are you going to do? You're going to be misunderstood. What will you do? I'm going to go quiet. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit. When you feel wronged, left out, 
hurt by others. And some of it will be healthy, like it'll be correct, you are being persecuted, and some of it will be your own perception. But either way, it's your experience reality. What will you do when you are being misunderstood? Pray this prayer with me. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to empower me with your grace and your mercy and your comfort when others misunderstand me. In Jesus' name, in the name of King Jesus, we pray. Amen. We must learn to move through this world like Jesus did. This is why you have to study him. What did Jesus do when he was persecuted? What did he do? When he came to his own, and his own knew him not, his own family, those who say that I am a person of God, I believe in Yahweh, that would be the Pharisees, the religious people who wanted him dead. Talk about be them have a misunderstanding. They killed the very one they were praying for. I can't even imagine. That's <laughs> why so I'm always amazed that God, that Jesus just kept his head down and did the work of the Father. Whatever he saw the Father doing, that's what he did. But I love it. There is a moment in the temple when he turns the tables. And most commentaries say it was the end of his ministry. He was over it. Plus, people were making it hard for the poor to come and make their offerings. Woo! You want to get Jesus ready to write you a check and send you on your way? Fight for the underdog. Feel called to serve those that feel weak, that have been persecuted and oppressed. You feel that call? He'll sign the check. You got his attention. <laughs> He'll come flip some tables with you. Make things that are upside down, right side up. We must learn to move through the world like Jesus did. More than flipping tables, because we only see it one time, so this does not give us permission to say, well, that's going to be my battle plan. Nope. 
more than anything else, you see Jesus sneaking away from the crowds. Whenever they wanted something of him, another miracle, or make him king, remember? They wanted to make him king. Right after the fishes and loaves situation. But Jesus snuck away. Nope, didn't come for that kingship. I'm already king, by the way, but he would sneak away and was jealous for time alone with his father. But he didn't stay alone. He moved back out into the world because he had compassion on the people who were like sheep without a shepherd. Everyone, this is the last song. Maybe let yourself get lost in the Lord. Right? Jesus came for those that he had compassion on, the people, because they looked like a sheep. They looked like sheep without a shepherd. They were lost. And here's what Jesus did. He kept himself lost in the Lord, locked into the Lord so he could find the lost sheep, the lost coin. Get lost in him and lock in. Remember that safety belt? Remember the baby I told you about putting in the car seat? Buckle in the child? We got a destination. Get lost and locked in into the Lord. If you feel the joy that says, you're going to be okay, you're going to make it. Let your feet do the talking. I just heard the Lord say some of you are really feeling discouraged. You're not seeing what you've been praying for. You've been doing all the right things and still nothing is happening. But listen to me, keep the vision before you. Though it be small, it will come to pass. Let your feet right now do the praising. What king do you believe in? King Jesus? or King Caesar. Bigger breath. Come on. You belong to this kingdom. You're blessed. 
You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Let go of the things of this world, like the need to be accepted, understood, perfect, or pleasing to this world. You are perfect and pleasing to your King. Detach from the world, reattach to the vine. Push, push. That just right there is a timely song for the people of God who belong to his kingdom. You know what's going on in the kingdom right now? Righteousness peace and joy. Romans tells us the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a matter of keeping tight and tidy ledgers and accounts. (laughs) The kingdom of God, hear me, listen. The kingdom of God is not about your comfort. It's not about my comfort, but it is about comforting me so I can go out to those who suffer. This is a big deal, everyone. We have got to get this right. The early church, they have a very clear understanding of suffering. They fully expect to suffer. It's not an if I will suffer. Listen, but here's the deal. They're already suffering anyways. This is why they're blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit, because you got the kingdom right at your hand. You don't got all these attachments to the things of this world. You're ready. You're frontline. The rest of us, with our smartphones, and you know, if you make over $34,000 a year, you are the top 10% of wealth in the world. Come on. Shoot. That is crazy convicting to me. That's why, listen, I live a blessed life. I know it. But I know it can go tomorrow. And listen, I didn't always live a blessed life. (laughs) It's been hell. Gone through hell. The enemy wanted me dead. The enemy wanted you dead. He did not want this vision. And now, like Joseph, I feel like Joseph. Man, the enemy had me in a pit. Had me in a pit for years. 
but I stayed faithful. Because honestly, where else was I going to go? This is why the, the underground church is like, we're ruined. You've told us about Jesus. Where else are we going to go now? All right, I'll die for this. I totally expect and embrace suffering. And I have to re-preach this to myself over and over. You know what's the hardest? I feel like for me personally, I've reconciled this suffering. At least it's going to be hard. Okay. But when things get hard for my children or people I love, right? Back to the baby crying. It does something in me more than my own suffering. I don't like it. I don't like it. Woo. <laughs> And I'm kind of the first <laughs> to pitch the crown on my head and throw it on the ground. I'm just telling you. I'm the first to forget. I don't like it when someone else hurts, especially someone I love. <laughs> so I do, I have to bow. He knows what he's doing. He is a good king. And the prayers of the righteous person are powerful and effective. So pray, Elisa. Stay in the kingdom with me. Partner with me, Elisa. Anyone else? Stay with him. Where else are you going to go? What are your other choices? This is why the, the world, they got all kinds of answers for suffering. And there's only one answer in the Bible. You ready? Persevere. Keep going. Keep going. Persevere. Not go build yourself a bigger army. Keep going. And I think when you go, you want to know what the most violent warfare is? Praise. <laughs> I think I see myself giving the enemy a black eye, just a headlock, a gut punch. Honestly, <laughs> a shotgun wound to the chest. Whenever I choose to praise God in my suffering, in my daughter's suffering, in my son's suffering, and my husband suffering and my friends suffering when I choose I'm on praise I'm about to get real loud I'm about to get real still watch out Guys, this is why your local church is so important. A healthy local church, pray for it. And if you don't have it, become it. Get in there. Remember, you're gonna be misunderstood. Get in there. If we're not misunderstood, then we're not bringing the understanding of God.
If we keep backing off because the fire gets hot, if people keep letting us down, what are we saying? That our hope is in people. you get in that church community and I always have this vision lately of baby elephants when they're born the elephants the mama elephants circle around and kick dust on that elephant to keep its fresh baby elephant skin smell from the prey so they put it in that circle and they just kick dust on it <laughs> When you get in your local church, people pray for you and sing with you, pray over you. The enemy can't see you or smell you anymore. And you stay a citizen of the kingdom. You guys, here's the deal. If you have an escape plan, if you've got a plan B, just in case this Jesus thing doesn't work out, which I, I think Jane Fonda had a lot of them, or has a lot of them, but guess what? Death is coming. Death is coming. And I don't care what the, the healthiest definition or practice for death you have in place, the, the mindset you have in place, uh-uh, uh-uh. That last moment of your last breath, your plan B is nothing, decimated, it's nothing. You need a hope. <laughs> so I'm here to say, you, if, as a citizen of heaven, if you have dual citizenship, like my husband literally has, he was born in England, he has dual citizenship. So when he became American citizen, he didn't let go of his British roots. Now, not a sin. <laughs> but when we become believers in God, we transfer from the world of darkness to the world of the kingdom and God's marvelous light. You're not straddling the fence. If you're straddling the fence, the minute you're misunderstood, the minute you don't get an air prayer answered, the minute God's not acting the way you think he should, you're out, Jane Fonda. And how many other people? This is why the world needs to see citizens of, of the kingdom of God <sighs> embracing suffering with dignity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the kingdom of God, suffering never gets the final say. Let's go say right.
Remember, I've told you that quote that you don't bury Christians, you plant them. You don't bury Christians. You don't bury sons and daughters of God. You plant them. Come on, so good. We love you, God. We're here for it, God. Prepare us, God. Let us not run from suffering, from discomfort. To be clear, being misunderstood, it's just super, super uncomfortable. I don't even think it's suffering. You know what suffering is? A cross, crucifixion. Listen, if you're listening to this device or listening to this podcast, you probably have some rights. You're not going to suffer like Paul or Peter, like they did in the early church. But I have a hunch we're moving back that way. So train up. Prepare yourself. Do not turn back. Thank you, God, for this message. I pray, Lord, that you'd help me. Help me, help Revelation Wellness, Lord. Two things, that people fall deeper and deeper in love with you, not the size of their waist or shape of their thighs. They fall deeper in love with you and that you give us empowerment and ability and eyes for the times of suffering, that we would suffer well. In Jesus' name, amen.